my mantras for today's episode, episode 41, the uncertainty. My mantras today are, I embrace uncertainty. I see the opportunities in uncertainty. Uncertainty shows me areas I need healing. Uncertainty helps me question my conditioned beliefs from childhood, which are not true. Uncertainty shows me how to feel safe. Uncertainty is the path to me. Welcome to the How Coronavirus Saved My Life podcast. My name is Christine. I'm a mental health nurse practitioner who got coronavirus in April of 2020 and had long COVID symptoms for months. I couldn't figure out why I wasn't getting better until I healed myself through unwinding my childhood conditioning. This is my story on how coronavirus saved my life and how I healed myself, along with others sharing their own personal stories and how they are navigating through their own healing. How Coronavirus Saved My Life, Episode 41, The Uncertainty. What is your relationship with uncertainty? What is your response when presented with uncertainty? How do you respond to this internal chaos? How are we supposed to handle uncertainty? Eckhart Tolle said, in the fog of uncertainty lies opportunity. This quote, in the fog of uncertainty lies opportunity from Eckhart Tolle, changed my perspective on uncertainty. When you have been raised in chaos and confusion, aka uncertainty, your brain becomes wired for chaos and confusion when dealing with uncertainty. Your brain associates uncertainty with not feeling safe. When you are raised in a cloud of uncertainty, chaos, and confusion, along with not being taught how to mindfully deal with or navigate uncertainty, your brain becomes wired for negativity and survival mode. When I had coronavirus back in 2020, my world was filled with chaos and confusion and uncertainty, and so was the entire world. So it is no surprise that when I had coronavirus back in 2020, I was filled with chaos, confusion, and uncertainty. Little did I know at the time, these emotions of chaos, confusion, and uncertainty would actually be my source of where I would find and discover certainty, calmness, and clarity that I was never taught by my chaotic and confusing parents. Little did I know uncertainty is where I would find opportunity. Little did I know that uncertainty is where I would find myself. Growing up in a chaotic and confusing home, a home full of uncertainty created a foundation of not feeling safe. Growing up in a home full of uncertainty created a state of survival mode for my brain. Growing up not knowing who was going to be mad at me, not knowing if I was going to say or do the right thing, not knowing if my actions or words would upset my narcissistic mother 
or my intoxicated father created a world of uncertainty for me, created an unsafe world. So I believed. As a child, I was constantly navigating my adult parents' moods, behaviors, and emotions, which created my struggle with uncertainty, which led to chaos, confusion in my adult life, which led to not feeling safe. For example, most of my childhood memories of riding around in the car with my intoxicated father created multiple experiences of uncertainty, multiple experiences of not feeling safe. Riding around with my intoxicated, racist, vulgar, angry, alcoholic father when I was a child, no matter if it was daytime or 2 a.m. in the morning, created a constant state of uncertainty for me, a constant state of not feeling safe. Riding in the car with my father was unbearable for me in childhood. My dad would drive around expressing frustration, anger, and rage by screaming at people, flipping them off, being irritated at the way people drove, taking me to unsafe places at all times of the night during his drug deals, and complaining about the world as we were driving. Being in the car with my father was uncomfortable, chaotic, confusion, and filled with uncertainty, filled with danger. For many years, I would have major anxiety while riding in the passenger seat in a car while someone else was driving. I literally would be gripping the seats and the sides of the door when someone else was driving. I was always worried that we were going to get into a car wreck. Someone was going to cut us off. The driver may be driving too fast. The driver wasn't paying enough attention. The driver was not going to see if another car was changing lanes. The driver was not checking their blind spot. The driver was not seeing the danger I saw. My brain associated a car ride while being in the passenger seat as scary, full of fear, and full of uncertainty. And by the way, the driver usually would be a trusted friend or family member. It didn't matter who was driving. My brain constantly thought I was in danger. After years and years of being scared while riding in the passenger seat of a car, I asked myself a question. I asked myself, Christine, why are you always so uncomfortable and anxious while riding in the passenger seat when someone else is driving? When I asked myself this question for the first time, after years and years of being scared while someone else is driving, the answer immediately popped up. It was my father's driving. My chaotic, scary experiences with my father's driving. These experiences occurred when I was a child, a teenager, and even as an adult. My father would drive me around while intoxicated on alcohol, marijuana, pills, and drugs. You name it. My brain associated with riding in a car, 
even if it was someone I loved and trusted, my brain associated with riding around in a car with uncertainty, chaos, and confusion, a loss of control, danger. Asking myself the question of why changed my feeling of uncertainty, chaos, and confusion to curiosity. Then it changed my feeling of danger associated with riding in a car to introspection. Changed that conditioned belief from danger to what else could this mean? It transmuted that uncomfortable feeling of uncertainty to a neutral state. Change the feeling of danger to acceptance. Change danger to a feeling of peace. Asking the question of why changed my uncertain brain. Our brains are funny. Our brain's only job is to protect us. Our brains don't care if we're happy. Our brain's only job is to protect us and keep us from danger. Our brains are constantly in a state of protection from danger. Our brains are constantly scanning our environment and assessing our safety. Our brains are constantly assessing our safety through our senses. Our senses of smell, sight, touch, sound, and taste. So, if you grow up in an unsafe environment during childhood, most of us have, Our senses can be triggered when we become adults. Our senses of smell, sight, touch, sounds, and taste. For example, if our childhood is filled with the sound of yelling, cursing, racism, vulgarity, scary words, our brains will associate these types of sounds and words with danger. So let's say you're an adult at the grocery store. An adult who grew up in an environment filled with yelling, cursing, chaos, and vulgar words spoken by your alcoholic father. You're an adult at the grocery store picking up dinner for your family, and you overhear a mother arguing with her son at the grocery store. Your brain will subtly say, not safe. Your brain may subtly say this by judging the mother for yelling at her son. Your brain may say the mother was not being firm enough with her kid. Your brain may say their mother raised an entitled child. Or your brain may judge the mother for allowing this to happen in a public place. How dare she? This subtle feeling might be irritation, disbelief, avoidance, Bitching about it when you get home, shaking your head, worried about the kid's mental health, scared the situation will escalate, and so forth. The brain will come up with ways to say, this is not safe. Then you are driving home, someone cuts you off, or pulls out in front of you, and your brain says, not safe, a little louder. Then you arrive home, the dog is barking, The kid is crying. Your spouse is complaining about their bad day. Now your brain says you are definitely not safe. Next thing you know, you're frustrated, short fuse, shutting down, anxious, angry, but can't figure out why. Then comes the guilt, shame, disappointment, depression, unworthiness. 
insecurity of how you reacted or lack thereof. Then, of course, the uncertainty of what's to come next. Then you might be asking, why does life never work out? Why do I always hurt the ones I love? Did I make a mistake? Why do I always get it wrong? Why do things never work out? Life sucks. I suck. Why do I even try? It is easier for our brains to think and believe in a negative way. It is easier for our brains to trick us into many catastrophic scenarios, the what-ifs. It's easier for our brains to make assumptions that aren't true. It's easier for our brains to believe life sucks than you die. It's easier for our brains to think we are unworthy, unlovable, never can get it right, always hurting the ones we love, can't cope, and can never say the right thing. Why do our brains think in this way? Why is it easier for our brains to think in a negative way? Why is it easier for our brains to think we are unworthy? Our negative thoughts come easily because of the primitive part of our brain. The primitive part of our brain when we were cavemen. The primitive part of our brain when we were running from lions. The caveman days when our brain was primitive and our brain was constantly in survival mode. Our brains have a negative mindset due to survival mode. Due to that primitive part of our brain trying to run from those lions. Our brains had to protect us. Our brains had to protect us so we would survive. However... Our brains still think we need protection. Our brains still think a lion is in the room. Now, fast forward to today's brain. Our brains associate the lion in the room with our parents. The parents who constantly put us in danger, whether it be a parent driving us to a drug deal in the middle of the night, whether it be a parent always working all the time, whether it be a parent blowing money, whether it be a parent intoxicated, whether it be a parent being manipulative, a parent being overbearing and judgmental, never listening, whether it be a parent not letting us get a word in edgewise, a parent not accepting our sexuality, whether it be a parent not allowing us to make a mistake, or a parent not allowing us to be our authentic self. Again, our brain's only job is to protect us. I remember the first time I recognized uncertainty as being a major trigger for me. When my ex-husband and I had separated on friendly terms, we were doing our best at navigating co-parenting with this wound of a marriage ending. A plan had unexpectedly changed in our daughter's school schedule. It's funny because I can't quite remember what the specifics were, but I remember being fearful of how this situation would turn out. How was she going to get to school? Then my fear turned to anger. I remember standing in the shower just being so pissed off. I can't believe this. What am I going to do? I was so mad. Then my fear transmuted to anger 
which resulted in me not being able to think clearly or to see my choices. I often do not experience anger, but when I do, it used to scare me because I would never want to be like my father. That father rolling around in the car screaming at people. That father who created an unsafe and uncertain environment for me as a child. I would never want to create an environment of uncertainty for my daughter. And most importantly, I would never want to create an environment of uncertainty for myself. I will say though, this was the first time I evaluated my anger in a meaningful way. I asked myself, why are you so angry right now? Which led to the plan change. That's why you're angry. You're angry because the plan changed, which led to uncertainty. I remember telling my ex-husband, I was so angry. I was angry because the plan changed and I needed his help with seeing the choices. I needed his help in seeing the opportunity seeing the safety, and he delivered. As many other scenarios of uncertainty came about after that, I began to build resiliency. I began to see the opportunities through the fog of uncertainty, opportunities of knowing who would help me, opportunities of choices I never even imagined, opportunities for growth, Opportunities to release a memory buried deep inside of me. Opportunities for connection. Opportunities to find my worthiness. Opportunities to create safety for my brain. Opportunities to make myself a priority. Opportunities for spiritual growth. Opportunities for asking for clarity. Opportunities for surrender. Opportunities for letting the universe take care of it opportunities to discover the uncertainty, opportunities to discover the certainty within myself. The irony of life absolutely fascinates me. The irony of that childhood pain being your source of healing, the irony of uncertainty becoming exciting because there's so many opportunities and unknown opportunities. The irony of uncertainty becoming. Thank you to all the listeners of How Coronavirus Saved My Life podcast. If you want to know more about me and hear crazy family stories, hop on over to the podcast I make with my sister. It's called The Family Burrito. My sister, Jessie, and I made the podcast after our dad died in March of 2021. We did it as a way to heal our childhood wounds. Now we are healing and now we're having a good time. So if you want to hear more stories, crazy sense of humor, and get to know my personality a little bit better, hop on over to The Family Burrito anywhere you get your podcast streaming.